What's going on, everybody? Happy Thursday, and thank you for tuning in with me today. Appreciate you being here. Um, I've been listening to a lot of leadership podcasts. I've been listening to a lot of business podcasts lately. I've already got goosebumps. I've not even really said anything. That's awesome. That's a good sign. Um, but uh, one of the big things lately is I've been trying to work on my education in a massive, massive way. And um, I think that formal education is great, but I think that self-education, like learning and doing the things that you know you need to be doing and learning from people who are doing things in that area that you're trying to learn in and are operating at a high capacity is the most powerful way to learn. So, um, you know, like on the topic of leadership lately, I've been really, really trying to dive deep in it because one of the biggest things I've learned about leadership is that as a business owner and things like that, what's up, Chris, as a business owner, or even as the leader of a family, or even just as a part of a family, part of a community, in every way, shape, and form, all of us are in some way, shape, or form a leader, and we need to embrace that. But the, the problem, the difficult part of being a leader is that everything that makes a good leader are counterintuitive to our natural instincts. Our natural instincts when we get put into a position of power is to guard that power. Our, nat- our natural instincts when we get put into a position where we have authority is to exert that authority over people. But that's counterintuitive. It doesn't really work in the long run. What works in the long run are the things that don't naturally occur to us. Things like extending trust to people who haven't quote-unquote earned it. Extending grace to people who make mistakes. Literally treating other people as we would like to be treated. But we have this idea when we are in a position that we're like wondering like what we should do that we need to order people around and you know be the quote-unquote general or whatever and be like, go do this, go do that, And that people just better snap too because you're the leader and you're telling them what to do. Well, first of all, people don't like ordering people around will get them to do exactly enough to not get in trouble. And that's it. I do know that from experience. I think you guys know that from experience. If you, if you think back on your own life and, uh, because all of us have had a boss that does that at some point in time. And more importantly, um, a good leader actually leads from the front Like, you know, they always say that like in the military, um, people that are willing to be up on the front lines with the, you know, the quote unquote enlisted men and stuff like that. Those people are the ones that get the most respect, the most trust throughout history. That's one of the reasons why the Spartans respected their leaders so much, because those dudes were right there with a shield, a sword and a spear with everybody else. And because they were there with everybody else, they were risking their life. They were protecting the man next to them. And as a result, they commanded a great deal of respect. Now, you can't demand respect. You have to command it, all right? And, I mean, seriously, major goosebumps. I just feel on a roll today. I'm really stoked about this. Um, but, again, you can't come, like, you can't demand leadership. How do I like Tim Trevino as a leader when you worked for him? Just asking. Um, I would love to get into that um, and, and talk about that. One of the things that um, Tim was a very, very structured hard, hard, like, like hard line type of guy. And he ran a very successful organization and he taught me some of the biggest lessons in my life that I've ever learned. The reality is though, is that I wasn't ready to learn those lessons. And so what happened is that I kind of saw myself out the front door. And so in a major way, what I'd like to say is that I think he's a great leader. I just think that I wasn't in a position to really see that. And I think because I wasn't in a position to see that when I was there, I'm not in a position to critique it now. Um, 
And I'm more talking about personally, like what I feel like moving forward and, and seeing what's happened throughout my life. And there was a major influence on those things because there is a time and a place as a leader to have a hardline mentality. No, we're not going to do that. And if you're going to do that, you're not going to be part of my organization. The end. Now, the things about Tim that inspired me, for example, is that man just like he had a grind on him. Like he grinded like nobody else. He protected the interests of his family. He protected the interests of his community and his shop. And he also um, was very, very like interested in like hearing what other people had to say. Now, that doesn't mean he took what they had to say and was like, yeah, we're doing that. But he listened to it. And he took that and he made decisions later on. And when he made a decision, he stuck to it. And by all those qualities for me, all of those things are good leadership qualities. I will say everybody has room to grow and that is just how it is. And um, I will be reaching out to you. If you want to shoot me a DM here, Mario, I would love to talk to you more about that, man. Um, but back on the subject of trust, here's the crazy thing. And here's a great example too, because Tim was like this as well. Um, you have to extend trust and then allow people to build the distrust. Okay. So what that means is if I've hired you into my organization, if I brought you into my circle of friends, if I brought you into the circle of people who influence my life, there's a very powerful thing I've already done. I've already displayed trust to you. I've already displayed that it's important or that I trust you at least enough to be around me. And that's a big fucking decision. So first of all, we need to make sure that we don't take that lightly. All right. Very important. But once we've allowed somebody into our circle, um, really what needs to happen is we need to extend trust and then allow them to, to continue to like show us that that was a good choice or they'll show us that it was a bad choice. And if so, they'll walk their way directly out of your organization, directly out of your life. And you have no, you know, sweat over it. And like intuitively, I guess, or like it's kind of happened on a counterintuitive level for me because I realized that I've done that. But for me, what I need to do is set boundaries on how, what level of trust I allow somebody in on. Okay. And so what I like to look at it like is that you need to allow people to have responsibilities, not tasks and duties. You need to say, I want to make you responsible for this and you're going to be responsible for the success or failure of this part of this project. And sometimes they're going to fail. Sometimes they're going to succeed. But the process is, is that we coach them. If they remain open to coaching, great. You need to keep those people around. If they don't, they make excuses. They're already showing that they have a lack of character and you need to start moving them out. And so when I extend trust to you, there's a crazy thing. Like if you respect me already, if I behave in a way that's respectable, which is a big thing, you know, like another great example of, you know, Tim for me is that he behaved in a way that I considered to be a, a very respectful person, you know, and as a result, I just have respect for him. And when he extended to me responsibility, although I struggled with it at the time and I wasn't in the right mindset, I see now that I desperately wanted to continue a relationship with him where we have responsibility and trust with one another. I, just, I can tell clear as day, you know, hindsight's 2020. But what I also see is that when you do that, the crazy part is 90% of the time, 90% of the time, all right, we um, will refuse to extend trust to somebody. We don't give it right off the bat, right? And since we don't give it off the bat, people already feel that they're not trusted. And when people feel that they're not trusted, it makes them insecure. When people feel insecure, they start doing things and behaving in ways that kind of reinforce that. It's really fucking weird, but it's true. And it, it does work that way. And when you allow somebody, what's up, honey? When you allow somebody to 
come into your trust by you giving it and then they behave in a way that they reinforce that, you reinforce that, and that's how really strong relationships are built, all right? Really strong, like, marital and, like, re like romantic relationships are built by, first of all, you're already extending trust to one another. Like, look, if you share your body with somebody, <laughs> I don't care what the fuck you say, you're extending trust to them. Now, whether or not that's misplaced off the bat, that's important, okay? So let's, let's put that right off the bat. You're sharing your body and your thoughts with somebody off the rip. That's trust, okay? What you can't do is turn around and pull that trust back all of a sudden because of your own trauma, because of your own fears, because of your own stuff, and then expect that other person not to be like, damn, like, I didn't even do anything. What the fuck? You know, it's, it's just a natural response to that. But when we extend the trust and we allow people to make their mistakes, and then we say, hey, can we talk about that? Because like, I don't like how this went. It, you know, it just, it really sat with me the wrong way. And I'd like to not have that happen again. So what can we do to work together? Because I, I like being in this, you know, partnership. I like being a part of this. And I want this to continue. You see that it's a different conversation than being like, well, what are you fucking doing over there? What, 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 what's going on? And what happens is that before you know it, you're starting to like micromanage some of the aspects of things that are going on in somebody's life or your life or your own. And for real, <laughs> we only have power over one thing in our lives. It's us, all right? When we have power over us, um, and it's limited at that, um, I, I say that we need, to, we need to really lean into God, and we need to lean in to our own intuition, and choose to sometimes recognize that our first response isn't always the best response, okay? But also, that sometimes we do need to go with our first response too. Decision making is important, it's a whole different, like we can talk about that all day too. But look, leaders and people that extend trust to other individuals tend to command a degree of loyalty from their people and a degree of like, like commitment from their people that's way further in advance of people that like demand it. So again, leaders command, command respect and bosses or other people who are just like in a position of power and trying to force it Try to force it. And like, look, if you guys have kids, have you ever tried to force your kids to do fucking anything? It's like goddamn near impossible, right? Like they do not want to listen. From a very early age, kids hate having their freedoms taken away. They hate having anything to do with not being able to make their own decisions. And the crazy part is that you have to because otherwise they'll fucking do something stupid, get themselves hurt, whatever. It's just you kind of get naturally into that position. But at some point in time, you also have to let them make their mistakes. You have to give them the trust and then let them see that you're still there for them. And if you're still willing to love them and be part of their life and stuff like that, and you, you can see that level of parenting, it avoids the helicopter parent style, but it also avoids being negligent because you're showing that you're committed. You're committed to allowing them to be their own person, committed to letting them find their own answers, and committed to helping guide them into being the right kind of person when they grow up. Trust in relationships and trust in an artist is awesome and great stuff. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, <laughs> I really do appreciate that. Awesome. Um, shoot me a DM if you haven't already, man. Um, I'm going to get off of this here live uh, and uh, get out to my client who is here now too. Also another tattoo artist. So that's cool. It's always a great honor when another tattoo artist comes to get tattooed by me. So I'm excited about that. And um, I'm just going to encourage you guys today to think about like one thing in your life, like one thing that you're holding on to in a major, majorly unhealthy way. Okay, just one thing. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm not going to try to guide you into what it is. You already know what it is. You just probably don't want to admit it. And then 
I want you to let control go of that and then tell that person or tell that situation, tell God in that situation that you trust the outcome and then watch what happens and then just be consistent when it comes back around, okay? <laughs> I promise you the crazy part is that your integrity is going to remain intact through all that because when you try to when you try to micromanage everything, if you make a mistake in that micromanagement, then it really actually was your fault. And then when you allow somebody else to make their own decisions, what's happening is you're letting them make a mistake and then they'll learn from it because they can't learn from your mistakes. <laughs> well, I mean, not directly. It's hard. It's, it's very hard. Love you guys. Talk to you tomorrow. Have a good day.